0: That's the puzzle Came my Rebbe, and he made the following deik. By the, fa- by the tzaddik, when it contrasts the tzaddik and the rasha, tzaddikim fall and get up, and risham fall, doesn't say they don't get up, risham yukashlu, risham fall, but it minuses the getting up. The tzaddik falls and get up, the Russia falls. Said my Rebbe, that by the tzaddik falling, it says a lushin of Nefila. It says a Lashon of Nefila. The Tzaddik is Neifel. By the Rasha, it says he's Yekoshel. They both mean to fall. Yikashel and Neifel. The Tzaddik is Neifel and the Rasha is Ask my Rebbe, what's the difference between Yekashel and Neifel? Remember, every word in Lashon Kodesh is very, very precise. And it says that tzaddik and Russia both fall, and it's contrasting. The Russia falls become, and the tzaddik falls, and it doesn't say come." but it should say then the same lashon of falling. The Russia, the tzaddik's knife fell. The Russia's knife fell. The tzaddik's knife fell become, The Russia's doesn't say he's come. It changes oh, fear, the language. The tzaddik is knife fell, and the Russia's yikasha. And what's the difference? And my rebbe taught me something really, really incredible. My rebbe said to me, said to us, to the Hevra, that he said that the word neifel means to fall, and the word yikashal means what? Trip. What's the difference? To be Yakushal is something trip me. To be neifel's, I fell. My bad. My rebbe said that the difference in the tzaddik and the Russia is the tzaddik I fell looks here. And the Russia trip. something tripped me. The Russia's busy, something tripped me, Marabi said. And he said, there lies the difference between the tzaddik and the Russia. The tzaddik says, looks here, my bad. In basketball, I love when people say, my bad, my bad. It's inner city park, is my bad, my bad. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. It's funny, Ray Baitler once told me, my friend Ray Beitler said a good point. He never liked my bad. He said you could do anything wrong as long as you say my bad. He felt like it was too easy. He was bringing out a good point. So I'm not getting involved during, he said, my bad, no kidding I mean, You threw the ball to the roof, my bad. Like, <laughs> so the guy misses like a crazy shot. He's like, my bad. Duh, I mean, it wasn't my bad. Like, you know, like, okay. See, like he was tiny. I liked the my bad. I don't care the specifics. I love the my bad that a guy takes ownership. There's something so cool to me. Now, if a guy says my bad and keeps doing it again and again, so you don't really think my bad, if you really say my bad and mean it, you're so cool. If a guy says my bad and doesn't take that silly shot again, I love him. You're a cool guy. My bad. I like take ownership. I noticed what I did wrong. If he keeps doing it the whole game and says my bad, then he doesn't really believe it. But my bad is cool. And my Rebbe said that it's tzaddik is fell, he says, I fell. And the Russia trips, it's always something else that did it. My Rebbe was coming from the altar of Nevardik. The altar of Nevardik brings a medrash, and he says that they're deer, that when they run through the thicket, deer are very long antlers, and they run through the thicket, it's remarkably dangerous. If you ever visualize a deer running through the forest, mm-hmm. could you imagine a deer going 50 miles an hour and its antlers get caught in the forest? It's a very gruesome thing to picture. Oh, a deer running full speed. Deer, these guys move. Wow. What They're muscular. What? It's a tree or something. Yeah. You know what happens. <laughs> Dead. If the deer's antlers get caught in the thicket running 40 50 miles an hour end the game over it neck it's ripped out it's running full speed So say the althinevardik said that what will deer will do it's the coolest thing he said they go to trees and they rub their antlers to rub down the, the, the survival's dependent on having lower antlers and he says that deer, this is what the Altar of Navardic says, they go to the trees and they rub down their antlers to get them as low as possible. This way, when they run in the thicket, they could just run. Said the Altar of Navardic the successful deer cuts down his antlers, the unsuccessful deer tries to pull off the thicket. Because the altar says there's endless thicket out there. So the unsuccessful deer will see a low-hanging branch and say, my antlers are staying, the thicket. And he cuts the thicket. The successful deer lowers his antlers. The unsuccessful deer cuts the thicket. That's what the altar of Nevada brilliantly said, which is exactly what my rebbe said about the tzaddik and the russia. The russia cuts the thicket. That tripped me. That tripped me. So he, he, he looks at the cause, that tzaddik says, I just fell, even when he trips, I just fell. I should really look where I'm going. I really should look where I'm going. I fell, the rush of that trip, they both had the same experience, they both tripped over the same thing. The tzaddik says, I fell, next time I'm gonna look where I'm going. And the Russia said, which idiot put the rock there? Who left his thing in the middle of the floor? The Russia's busy with who left the thing in the middle of the floor? And the tzaddik's thinking about, you know, I have to watch where I'm going more often, you know. I think it's time I look where I'm going. The tzaddik cuts his antlers, the rasha cuts the thicket. That's what my rebbe taught, the altar of Nevaradik taught. It was one of the most important teachings I ever heard from my rebbe because the tzaddik controls what's in his control. The tzaddik controls what's in his control. He controls himself. I heard Revolba say a very similar thing on Magali Tzedek, a circle of righteousness. I heard Revolba say the exact same thing, and I saw the author of Nevardik say this. This area separates is the opposite of gaslighting. The gaslighter who right away tries to take their issue and and point and blame, again cutting the thicket, compared to the tzaddik who looks inward who says what I could do better and different and improve, the tsadda cuts his antlers and makes it that he can run with tremendous speed. He can go and he's safe and he doesn't get he runs successfully through. So that's the opposite of the Suggya of gaslighting. My Rebbe, when he taught this to me, I remember when he taught it, I've said it over for years, it's something we could live so successfully if we understand and look inside and work on ourselves, we could live remarkably successfully. It's interesting in yeshiva, so they're all different guys and all different circumstances in yeshiva. I'm not saying to make a victim the guilty one. If a bocher fights with somebody, It is possible to live successfully in yeshiva and to interact with everybody. It's possible. If we know about ourselves and are comfortable with ourselves, we could live successfully. Often, often in a difficult interaction with somebody, there's something we could do to work on our own things. Now again, I'm not saying that we don't have to, the other person also needs to work on his stuff, but we can work on our stuff. To always look internally, what can I correct? what can I do better, how can I, make my, how can I improve things, is really the call, is the tremendous call of the tzaddik, I fell, my bad, I fell, tzaddik become, he continuously rises because he sees he fell, and the rasha, who it says is yekoshel, trips, it fascinates me, it doesn't say he doesn't get up, he's not dealing with himself. There's, some, there's a very good deyuk. It, it contrasts, it should say that tzaddik falls and gets up and the rasha doesn't get up. Isn't it funny that it doesn't speak about him not getting up? Wait, what it, say? it says, <laughs> It doesn't say, <laughs> And according to my Rebbe, it's so cool, he's not dealing with him. It doesn't speak about him not getting up. He's not the sugyu. He's not dealing with him. The, the tzaddik falls and has a sugya of himself. As such, he stands up. The very fact that the sugyas used, you stand up. The rush I picture the rush on the floor, like, railing about who put this there and going on a tirade. People always leave things on the floor. To, so it doesn't speak, though, be about him not getting up. He's not the sugya. He doesn't get up because he's not ta- it's not the sugya him. <laughs> I picture the guy just freaking out on the floor about all people who leave things. I, he walks away like shitting and screaming about about bad people in all the situations of his life. He's screaming about the next guy. It doesn't speak about him not getting up. The sugya isn't him anymore. He trips. Doesn't say he doesn't get up. We're not talking about him. If he'd be busy with him and handling, he'd be up. <laughs> It's, 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 once my Rebbe shared this between Neufel and Yukushil, the whole Pasuk, like, has such a cool meaning that it doesn't speak about the Russia not getting up. The sugya is not the Russia. He's not busy with, get, if he, as, at the point he'd be busy, so then it's not dealing with him anymore. It's not the sugya anymore. You know what? So then, I want I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I wasn't planning on speaking about this. It's We didn't learn this yet. I want to show you psukim that that the speak about that I find that you talk about gaslighting. It's funny. Hashem runs the world. In Parashas Lech we learn the opposite of gaslighting. This is this is actually pretty amazing. It's Hashkachus Hashem. Fascinating. The in Pasha Chomish just the parsha. By Yomer Sarriel Avram. Sarri Menu says to Avram, "Chamasi I'm angry at you. I gave my shifcha. You saw she gave birth. Ve'ekel bein neha, and she has tainus. Tavram avinu. Sari Menu has tainus. Tavram avinu. The story of Sari Menu having tainus. Sari was the Rosh Yeshiva of a whole wing of the Kir of Yeshiva. Hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people, ladies, would come, and Sari ran a whole branch. Avram Mikareves as and his main student, Sari Menu Mikareves as was in charge of the ladies' branch of this Yeshiva. Men are not mikarav ladies. Ladies are not of men. Men are of men. Ladies are mikaravas ladies. So Avram Avinu is mikarav so Anashim and Sarah is in charge. One of the students is one of the students of Sarah Imenu was Hagar, and if you read the Psukim, in a remarkable selflessness, Sarah and Avram Avinu have no kids. The Sarah aishas Avram layoldula Loi, She didn't give birth. And she had a shifcha whose name is Hagar. Avram, Sari Menu says to Hashem is not letting me have children. Please take my shifcha, and you'll have children from her." He Avram Sarai listens to his wife. He took her because Sari Menu told him. Vatikach. It's so interesting. It should then say he listened and he got married to Hagar. His wife told him it doesn't even say he marries Hagar right away. If you read the psukim well, it's like it's strange. Meinu, Avram and Sarah haven't had kids for many years, over ten years since they went Eretz Yisrael. it doesn't count. And Sarimenu says, "I want you to have children through my shifcha Hagar." and says to Avram, please marry my shivcha. So the next step, and Avram marries her, and Avram listens to her. The next pasuk says, after 10 years living in Eretz Yisrael, they didn't count Chutzlarts. It starts again when they got Eretz Yisrael, the 10-year clock, and she gives her to Avram, she gives her to Avram as a wife fascinating that even after he listened to her, he didn't quickly marry her. He waited for Sari Menu to push it. She pushed. She like made him do it. Even after it says, Vayishma Avram call Sarai, he still waits till Sari really wants this. You see Avram Avinu's sensitivity to Sarah. the Torah purposely reporting it. Even after he greased her, she said, get married, okay? So now marry your second wife. Sarah, in her amazing selflessness, says he can marry a second wife with Sarah. And Avramavinu waits even after he hears till Sarah Mamish pushes the matter. Sarai menu's respect to Avram, it could have been, it could have been like, a, what's called a plegish. Sarah does not want Avram Avinu to have a plegish. So, she gives to Avram her husband to be another Isha, not a plegish with the a Ksuba, a full haloch of an Isha. And Sarai menu pushes Avram to have a second wife. Hagar marries Avram Avinu and has a child. This young student of Sara Menu starts questioning Sara, If you're as big as Sadekess, why do you have no children? If I have children, I must be bigger than you. There's a deep secret here. I was talking to Dobie about this today. Why, isn't that a weird thing to say? Good people have challenges. Do you know there's a truth? Everything in the Torah, is this a strange thing? It says she was cheap to Sarimeno, Bini. She starts like being skeptical about Sarimeno because she had a challenge. Do you know there's a truth that the world works? It's one of the cool parts, Ellie, of the world. The world, I love Hashem's world. It works. Hashem's world works. It's the funniest thing. If you run after covered, you look stupid. If you run away from covered, you get covered. Hashem made a remarkable world that it works. Bad midas, you end up getting paid back. You you find on yourself. You have bad midas. You end up getting hurt from your bad midas. You would think like it wouldn't come back to bite you. And I see you have, been, I have I have an issue, I avoid conflict. It's a bad mid. it's a, it's a midrach, I'm a conflict avoidant. I have to work on it. I have seen it hurt me tremendously. What? It's so cool that your bad midrach come back to hurt you. You would think, like, what does anybody have to know? It ends up hurting you. Hashem made a beautiful world. You shouldn't conflict. Huh? You shouldn't be avoidant if it's necessary for a difficult conversation. You have to have it. And and you end up paying, you end up paying for your flaws because such a good world. The world works. Isn't that amazing that the world works? Goodness is rewarded in this world. When we ask Sadiq a Sad a Russia Vitivlai is a problem because the world's supposed to work. And a Russia not having a Russia having goodness is very troubling. Risham don't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. When we watch an arrogant person suffer, it's because Hashem teaches you arrogance won't work and cruel people suffer. The world's an incredible place that the right things succeed. To the point that if a Russia succeeds, Russia v'tayvla is Hashem, you made a world that doesn't work. The Russia's succeeding. I always wonder, Ilan, how long do we mind if the Russia succeeds for like 30 wait a second, you know? Hold steady, hold steady. The Russia's gonna pay, you know. The world well. works. You just have to hold steady, you know. Don't judge it in five seconds. If you judge it in five seconds. You know, you have to like see the matter, let it play out. There's, there's a muscle. The Goyim have a muscle. The Goyim have the following muscle. When we too quickly sing, you know, someone's in the dining room, the pushy guy gets the piece of chicken. So you say, Ah, Shem, your world doesn't work. I wasn't pushy. I didn't get the nice piece of schnitzel. That guy's divorced in a year. <laughs> wait five minutes he's he's, he's, he's Hashem he'll, he'll learn patience the good guy is a beautiful marriage calm down just don't judge him five minutes the velt has a mushel. the velt says that there it's a good it's a disgusting visual is anybody about to eat today lunch supper's a long way off the velt says a mushal that there's a guy who was disloyal to the king and they're punishing him by starvation in a glass house So it's going to be a spectacle. They need to show the whole country what happens to a traitor. A man killed many lives by telling the other army, giving information he was a traitor. So they're starving him to death in a glass house. (laughs) (laughs) And the people are watching the spectacle. That man betrayed us. A lot of people were hurt by that man. Thousands of soldiers died by his betrayal. So people are watching and the man's starving to death. Day one, he's hungry. Day two, nuts. Day three, is delirious. He's running in the house. He's starving. Day four, forget about it. He's crazy. And people are watching the spectacle of the man who's starving to death. Maybe the most gruesome death possible from the most gruesome deaths in the world. A man travels long distance because that guy, he lost the grandson because of that man and he wants to see the man suffer. He caused the loss of his grandson. He travels long distances and there's a big crowd. He can't even see. He wants to see the man in the glass house, but there's like thousands of people watching. See, so like climbs on somebody's shoulder. He's old man. he said, can I stand on your shoulder? I want to see. And he climbs and he finally gets a look in the glass house and you know what he sees? The man is eating. He said, I traveled across the country. He screamed. Everybody's quiet. He said, I traveled this far to see guys starving to death. The man's eating a schmuck. Mamish had a mouthful. People are shh. It's like, shh. I can't be quiet. The man's eating in the house. They finally explained to him that he bit his own flesh and he's chewing his body. I apologize, having. but the visual that you see is eating, but you don't know he's eating his own body. Like, hold steady, hold steady. The visual of sometimes for a minute seeing the rush of a taivle doesn't mean the world. The world works. The rush of a taivle. Wait a minute, you know, find out he might be eating his own flesh. Hold steady, hold. He's chewing. He's eating dinner, but you check out what he's eating. <laughs> but in this world, of he? See. In in Uh-oh. in every in every Shabbos we speak about Hashem's beautiful world, we ask the question: Ishbar Barla Yedach Silyavan Azais Befrayach Risham Kumayasev. The hardest question is when Rishaim succeed, and even the answer is difficult. David Amela says L'shamdei they won't get oilum haba. What so this world doesn't work? Oh. That's the question of Rasha B'tayvli. Oh. The question of Russia with Taevli is Didn't you make a world that works? Now, I don't know at what point it's a question, because how long is it Taevli for? Let's say he has good for 20 years and then he has the downfall of the century, so you, it was a setup. It was a big setup. Twenty years, a guy's a Ganov, and after twenty years, he has—he's the, the most disgraced human being, maybe in the whole world. We all, in our lifetime, saw a guy steal. He got away with it for maybe two decades. Then, is there a more disgraced person in our lifetime? To say his name, Shalom Aleichem, I am a disgraced. You did he get away? Is that a Kasha Russia I don't know how long. It's a kashev. I don't know. I'm curious. Does it matter if it's five minutes? I don't know, Dobi. At what point? But a Russia succeeding. A tzaddik who doesn't succeed, tzaddik v'rala is a big kashev. because Hashem made a world that works. It's interesting. David Amelech says, nezav." I never met a tzaddik who looked forsaken. who looked forsaken. How do you say that? A tzaddik is not a nezav. can look like they have it very good. That usually a lot of had Hadas, it looks good. But Sadik Viralloy is a kasha. The world works. It's an exception and a kasha when it doesn't work, to the point that Sari Meinu doesn't have a child and she in a minute has a child va take elk She has like a cash on him on Sare Menu. She looks less. I mean, she looks less. Sorry, I Menu, challenge. It, it, it's, it's it's some taina. If, if you're not being successful, it's a taina. That's how Hugger Menu looked less at Sarah. There's, there's something there. She looked less at Sari Menu. Va take El She was cheap in her eyes, Hagar. Amazingly. So now the Sari Menu Kulei L'Shem Shemaim. It can't be that Menu, and You don't find the Ramban says it was a chet. What Tzarei Menu did, the other Rishayim argue on the Ramban. I am learning with the other Rishayim. We're now learning the other Rishayim. We do have to study the Ramban as well. That truth. Most of the Rishayim learn there was no sin of, Avra, of, of Avram or Sarah here. The Ramb, Chazal don't say a sin. The Ramban says it was a sin of Sarimenu we have to study the Ramban. Many Rishonim learned there was no sin of Sarah. And Sarah Menu says to Avram, si I'm upset at you. My, I gave you my shivcha and you saw that she was, she was cheap on me. And the Pasuk says, Avram Hinei shivcha seich asila Instantly Avram is maskim to Sarah. Sarah Menu is upset at Avram and as a taina. And instantly Avram Avinu says to Sarah, Reb Miller teaches us on these sukkim that the Torah tells us this story is teaching us the ways of Avram Avinu, that he was Makabel, Toychacha. Sari Menu said Toychacha. Hashem will teach us one story to teach us the ways of Avram. And Reb Miller says this teaches us the ways of Avram Avinu, that a family member gave him Toychacha and he was mekabel Toychacha. He accepted instantly the Toychacha. Reb Miller says that you're talking here, psukim, the construction of Klal Yisrael, and a man has a vantage point, and his wife has a vantage point, and Avram Avinu was mekabel the vantage point of Sarimenu. This, this, this—it's one of the one of the Is a person loves teichacha, loves Musser, accepts and relishes rebuke. Somebody tells him off, and he's mekabel. And the construction of Klal Yisrael, these are moments of the construction. And Sari Menu, Avram Avinu, were busy with the construction of our Uma. And Sari Menu felt that be a Pigam in the construction of our Uma, There would be a Pigam, that she's mistreating Sari Menu, would be a Pigam in the structure. And Avram Avinu says to Sar, and, and Sarah says to Avram, this can't be like this. This is bad, l'shem shamayim. Alecha. It can't be. She's cheapening. She's not respecting. It's interesting. The, the Pusuk was, says, what? Was worse she wasn't mechavet her. She's very dangerous in the system. She wasn't mechavet her as yeshiva. I told, I told Ayyid was starting a yeshiva that we were sending many Waterbury guys to. I, told, I asked him and, he, and I told him, I beg you, I want a healthy place. If there's a Rebbe who's not respecting you and your system, it's in your system, but he's like undermining the system, ask him to leave the system. It's unhealthy. It's not a healthy system. And that's what Sari Menu called out. Vateik el Gvirta can't work like a circus. Sari Menu's the right, she's not being moichif for her own coven. Vatekiel gvirta bena And because it was Vateik el Gvirta she says to it can't run like this. Hagar is a young student, in, 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 in Sari Meinu is the, is the head, Sari Mekarev is Sanashim. That takel gvir tebeinah can't work this way. It doesn't work. It's a bad system. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a corrupt system. It doesn't work that way. And Avram is mekabel immediately. And Reb Miller points out that the Torah tells us this to teach us the ways of Avram. That Avram Avinu was Meqabal, when it was told, there's no answer, there's no explanation. By Sarai tries to teach Hagar that she has to be subservient, and Hagar runs away. It's fascinating that Hagar has a son who's a pera-adam, he's a vildo-mensch, He's, he has a son who's a vil dimension Ummah that doesn't have the normal tzura of an Uma. It doesn't have the normal structure of a nation. A structure of a nation is a certain order to the nation. There's an order, and people know their place and they're humble, and each one fills a spot. A Para Adam is a vil it's interesting that she has a child who doesn't have a tzura. When she was weak on that, he who, she who was supposed to be in charge, then she has a son who is a per adam, is very, very instructive. Now, I, for full disclosure, I don't like just agendas, and we learn all the Roshaynim, the Ramban says there was a head of Sarah Menu. The Ramban does say a head of Avram for listening to Sarah. It's interesting. The Ramban brings that Avram and Sarah erred, that, that Avram avinu, that Avram avin, that Sarah menu was vataneha was a sin of Sarah, and that Avram allowed it was a sin of Avram avin. The Ramban says it. Now somebody could say so. It's a stira. How do you have elu v'elu? It's not a stira at all. Not a steer at all. If you know how to learn a suya it's possible there was a dak Adak and the Ramban says that that dak Adak was a chet and yet the psukim record it and Chazal don't call out the chet. There's a system and a sense to this as well. Now, if there's a dak Adak of, of something, a mashu, a mashu, a mashu that we couldn't notice, both lessons remain true and both truths can be there. Lemais said this point of, of, of Rev Miller, where he shows the derech of Avraham Avinu, this is the opposite of what we call the, 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 the lie of gaslighting. rev Miller pointed out the opposite of responsibility of being told something and accepting the teichacha for what it is, not responding, not attacking back. That's what rev Miller pointed out and was the derech of Avraham Avinu, he says, from these psukim. I spoke on Friday night, three, I believe it was three weeks ago. We already jumped the gun to the bris of Avram. And I was counting on a pasuk in Lech Lecha that I want to just close with. It. I want to get the second Seder, but I want to close with this pasuk that Hashem says to Avram, guard my bris. And we spoke about Shmiris HaBris. I think it's just so important people have their topics that people go all off on what it means. And I wanted to say again that the Iker of Shmiris HaBris, people here, when people hear Shmiris HaBris, what does that mean? Guarding the bris of Avram Avinu. The Iker Shmiris HaBris is to remember Rav Dei Hashem. Guarding the bris, we have a bris meal on our bodies, and it's interesting. We thank Hashem for the brischa shachasamta bivsarenu, that we have a mark on our bodies of our kesher to Hashem. Momo, the icker of Shmiris habris is the person who's loyal and different. Sorry, that's the icker shmiras habris. I love stories. I read a lot of Holocaust stories growing up. And I love stories of yiddin in crazy circumstances that were loyal to Torah Mitzvahs. We were Zayiche and Yeshiva that Rev. Rabashkin, Rev. Shalom Rabashkin, came to Yeshiva and he described his career in jail. He was keeping Mitzvahs like this Yeshiva Bachar in the middle of Yeshiva. It was like wild, his care and exactness. He described this. He lit in Hanukkah. He made Kiddush every Friday night. He... Um, he, he, he did every. He sat in the sukkah. He kept every mitzvah with such a pashtus and a niceness, nobody in the world would know. There's nobody. None of the fellow prisoners cared. He didn't get any shkayach, any, and no sense that anybody ever would know. You know, today we know the book and the story. He was he was sentenced to life. He was sentenced twenty seven years in jail, and he was an older man. Nobody was going to ever see and know. That's called shmiras habris. He said, "I have a treaty me and Hashem, and I'm loyal." It's not about who knows and who sees. We once had Rev. Kreisworth's Talmud. Rev. Kreisworth Talmud. Rev. Ratman Zatzal, wonderful prince of a year, Rev. Ratman. Rev. Ratman got up and he spoke. He was. He said a eulogy in Waterbury for his Rebbe, Rev. Kreisworth. And he described he was the same man in front of the cameras and the same man not in front of the cameras. That's what Shmiris Habris is, Yosef. The Iker of Shmiris Habris, I get frustrated that topics are taken over, what they mean. People have all different things of Shmiris Sabris. The Iker of Shmiris Habris that, by the way, causes is the most Pashtus of Shmiris Habris, it's been like claimed for other things. The Iker of Shemiru Sabres means that you're serious mm. about your connection with Hashem. And even when you're off the globe, nobody sees. There's a truth and a dignity about your behavior in front of no one. I loved reading stories of the Holocaust of greats. In middle of nowhere, people in Siberia like being mm. loyal to a mitzvah. When, when he came out, when... Um, the Russian refusenik in Eretz Yisrael, Rev. Mendel, no, y- Yossi- a Yassil Mendelovich, Rev. Mendelovich, when he described his career in prison, he, he was in a he was in a cell underground, and he wanted to light Shabbos candles. He's a very rational person. He scraped, he figured out when Shabbos was, and every Shabbos he would scrape a candle, he would scrape in the wall, like a picture of Menorah and scrape one for Shabbos, and he promises that it got hot, that it was hot to the touch, your hand moved away, the candle burnt. He scraped it in the wall, and it got hot. It was like a nace, but he lit the Shabbos candle. But he was keeping like mitzvahs, like nobody was around, and he was keeping mitzvahs. He wouldn't walk without his yarmulke. He had his own yarmulke. He felt, even though yarmulke is a minug, but at the time where they're trying to get you not to serve Hashem, you give up your life for a minug. And he felt the Russians were trying to get him not to be a yid. He wouldn't walk without his yarmulke. They told him, Do you want to see your father? He said, Yes. So come, walk to us without the yarmulke. You won't walk without a yarmulke. So he you won't see your father. He said, I won't walk without the yamka. They brought his father, who he never saw again. He, his father was nifted while he was in jail. They brought him, had his father talk loudly. and They said, you want to see him? He was craving to see him. Walked him without the yamka. I won't go without my yamka. He didn't go. He wasn't being over a minute. Nobody was there. That's the right no, what? That's the right thing to do in that situation? He felt they were trying to get him, not to be loyal to Hashem. His loyalty to Hashem was not up for negotiation. So if they're trying, even for a minute, you give up your life. They're trying to get him not to be a loyalist. And he wasn't budging. And you could read it better. The bottom line is, is that, the bottom line is, is that the simple pshat is the person who's loyal to the bris of Hashem. Even when nobody sees, when, when nobody notices, that's the Iker Shemir And we say, Va'ata brisi tishmar guard the bris. We have a mark on our body that speaks about our closeness and our loyalty to Hashem. Our Shemir HaBris is when we're true to that treaty. That's the Iker Shemir HaBris. If people have borrowed the term in other ways, please know what it means. And other borrowed terminologies really only come from this. The loyalty that runs through and through. I am a loyalist Hashem. That's the Iker Shmiris Habris. I am a loyalist Hashem. The Iker Shmiris Habris is the guy when nobody sees and he doesn't steal. He's honest in business when he can easily and not be called out and not be caught. He's loyal to Hashem in his Torah. That's Shmiris Habris. He's loyal to a treaty. I'm, a, I'm loyal to Hashem. You see. You see. And just you alone seeing matters to me. I'm loyal to you. My loyalty is to you. That is the Iker Shmiris Habris. I don't like when terms, it's dangerous when terms are hijacked. How do I know it's hijacked? The Iker thing of a bris is a covenant. The Iker Shmiris abris is to be true to the treaty. So, the Iker term, the Iker term Shmiris abris means this. I think hijack terms, it becomes dangerous for all different reasons. I want it. it was very important to me that when we say in Yeshiva Shmiris women, we, we teach guys that have been asked Yeshiva, they talk about Shmiris abris. yes. Yes, we talk about it a lot, being a loyalist to Hashem. It is spoken about, let's make a mental note, it has been just spoken about, that we spoke about Shmir Sabris. We have a treaty, us and Hashem, we have a treaty and we're loyal to that treaty. Even when other people don't know, it's not about what this one sees and that one sees, that Yaisif at like the spit Sabris. He's alone in Egypt, the only Jew around. Nobody's gonna see. I told the guys, it's, it's a little embarrassing to say it. It's worthwhile that you, you the Chayvis Alvavis describes how many Averas Busha saves us from. When I moved to Waterbury, I, if you would have asked me in New York, and Eretz Yisrael, when you go to a doctor's office, why don't you read a magazine that's not appropriate? I would have said, because it's wrong. And it's true, it's wrong. But I want you to know when you're in New York and you're in Eretz Yisroh, so you know if you open up something inappropriate, somebody might walk in, somebody probably will, and at that moment, so it's very scary, and that guards us. It's a good thing. That guards us from doing inappropriate things. When you're on a plane and thinking of looking at something, you're like, which bocher is four rows behind me? Which family? shaduchim? We are guarded by Bush and there's nothing wrong. But how about you're in a situation nobody would be there? When I moved to Waterbury, I became aware that when you're sitting somewhere, nobody will be there. We were nine families here. You can know nobody's going to the doctor's office today. So then I was like, eh. You say, I'm not looking to Sabris because I'm a loyalist to Hashem. It's not about somebody else saying. Nobody will see. I'm flying air, Siberia. Nobody's on this plane. It's not about that. Shmira Sabris, me and Hashem, I'm loyal to Hashem. That's the icker of Eli, of Shmir's Habris. I think it's important to, like, get the term exact and learn what it is because it's something pretty precious and cool. can Second Seder. Okay, I want you to hear about... Yes, let's guy I made second Seder later.